Welcome to the Downstream Column Podcast, Modeling Downstream Disruptive Technologies to Improve Downstream Bioprocessing. I'm Brandy Sargent, Editor of the Downstream Column. Joining me today is Dr. Yu-Yi Shen, Principal Scientist, Griffles. We were fortunate to be able to interview Dr. Shen in advance of her upcoming talk, Financial Impact and Modeling of Disruptive Technologies in Downstream Processing. She will be giving this talk at CBI's Downstream Disruptive Technologies Conference in San Diego in June. Dr. Shen is the Principal Scientist in the Technical Development Department at Griffles. She has also served different scientific roles in process development and manufacturing sciences at various biotech companies, including Zoma, Bayer, and Biomarin. She holds a PhD degree in chemical engineering from the University of California at Davis. Yuyi provides scientific leadership with specialties in process improvement, scale-up, and technical transfer to bioprocess manufacturing and CGMP environments. She is a strong subject matter expert in designing robust processes for protein purification of monoclonal antibodies, antigens, conjugated MABs, recombinant proteins, and viral-like particles. She always ensures critical quality attributes are achieved. She has solid troubleshooting and problem-solving skills and encourages incorporating innovative technologies to achieve high efficiency and better quality. I'd like to start today by asking if you could give me some examples of disruptive technologies in downstream processing. I thought there's uh, no industry recognized the definitions for what is disruptive technology in bioprocess. I would think that disruptive technology in downstream come with different order and degrees. Some order, order of disruptive technology are focused on the localized change, such as uh, chromatography matrix change, including membrane chromatography, a new affinity resin for non-MAVs process. Other examples of disruptive technology are changing industry norms like uh, single-use process, continuous downstream process that will be associated with like upstream continuous process from perfusion bioreaction. Some of the disruptive technology need to be established from scratch, like manufacturing needs from some emerging new treatment, next-generation treatment, like gene therapy and cell therapy. The inference and degrees of its disruptive Technology varies with the stage of the product. So close to the latent commercial manufacturing, I think the higher disruptive level of this new technology, when this new technology will be implemented. Um, most of them are starting from incremental improvement. So small to start with, and will have some disruptive impact after they actually implemented at a late stage of commercial manufacturing. And could you explain how you can model these technologies to see if they make sense for your process? I think the implementation of any new technology requires very careful risk assessment. And the potential improvement product quality, the production efficiency or cost saving, they need to be evaluated very carefully to outweigh the risk that it may involve and have a very carefully planned preventive measurement to minimize those risks. I would recommend a high-throughput scale-down experimentations with quality-by-design approach to evaluate from all aspects. Um, I think they will provide a data-driven model to define critical quality attributes 
critical process parameters and provide the process control. A good model should well predict the process based economical and analytical and prediction and avoid the process variation. When they scale up to the late stage of commercial manufacturing process, the process should be robust enough and can be well controlled after new technologies are implemented. So I think it's important to count on a very reliable scale-down model with QBD, and we can provide enough justification to see if they make sense for the process by weighing all the pros and the cons. Those skilled models also need to be validated at a slightly larger scale during the process. I want to explore the modeling a little bit more. What is the best way to assess the financial impact of these technologies? I think the financial impact and overall cost really depends on the stage of the manufacturing process. For example, if we are changing our commercial manufacturing process, then it requests to do the scale-down development process, need to redo the validation, submit for change of control and approval. This whole process is going to take a lot of resources and time. So it usually costs way less to implement anything new at early stage of our project. The cost also depends on the skills and the total number of the campaigns and the productions each year. So from batch to batch comparison, for example, if we're using membrane chromatography, one typical number we can see is sometimes they say it costs two to five fold. Again, the best way to assess the financial impact will be heavily rely on a well-established scale-down model, and uh, we need to involve all the stakeholders' insights to have a 360 view of the technology change. The process will be developed, and the technology will be implemented based on the mutual understanding and all the support from the stakeholders. Last, I'd just like to ask, do you have any advice for teams that are wanting to model different technologies for their process? Yes, I think it takes a lot to implement a normal, novel technology and providing a good justification and data-driven risk assessment based on a very reliable skilled model will help. I also encourage those teams to implement going for the a high throughput approach to save time and cost to for the modeling technology, those different technology. There's always a gap between recognize the value of the new technology and taking the time and ability to actually make them effective. So high throughput approach expedites the implementation process and allow a generally a truly achievement happen in the end. It's also important to collaboratively working with all stakeholders, build trust and a good partnership will help to establish the model to including all the critical aspects. Finally, I think it requires lots of persistence, a good faith in believing, believing in innovation the rewarding will be very significant in the end. It will eventually benefit our industry, our regulators, and our patients. Thank you very much, Ravi. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To learn more about this and other stem cell and biomanufacturing related topics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com.
www.downstreambiomanufacturing.com or for downstream biomanufacturing topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.